Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's not about the corner office. It's not about the fancy title. It's not even about the extra money. Responsible leadership is about taking care of those who choose to follow you, and that care takes on many forms. This podcast is dedicated to bringing you the best guests with the best advice to help you succeed in that endeavor. The Responsible Leadership Podcast is a production of The Leadership Phalanx. To find out more about me and what I do, visit leadershipphalanx.com. That's leadership, P-H-A-L-A-N-X dot com. And now, on to today's show. All right, folks, hello and welcome to this episode of the Responsible Leadership Podcast. I've got some special guests, two special guests. Uh, I'm actually in their house today. You probably notice things are sounding a little bit different. I'm in a guest studio, uh, but today I've got... Uh, Brent and Thad with me today. Brent, go ahead and introduce yourself, please. Yeah, sure. Uh, my name is Brent Mason. I own Humanity Health CBD uh, in Avon, Indiana. Um, started in the uh, hemp business back in 2018. Uh, originally from Indiana, born and raised, um, great, college educated here in Indiana, so I'm a Hoosier boy. Uh, may not look like it, but it's true. Um, I uh, married to a beautiful wife, Tracy, who also works in the, in the store with us and our operations with Thaddeus and I. Uh, and I have six fantastic kids, four boys, two girls, all of which uh, are hemp users of some way or another. Then, yep. Uh, my name is Thaddeus Winston. I work at the store for Brent, with Brent, and uh, I'm not Indiana born. I actually grew up in Ohio up until I was 19 and I moved here and I've been here ever since. Uh, I kind of got into this world through um, relationships. I, I'm good friends with one of Brent's sons. And so I, uh, through him, found Brent's and then he offered me this job and kind of just been going at it ever since. So, um, yeah, that's kind of my little story in a nutshell. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, listeners, so you, you probably heard, you know, hemp, CBD, those sorts of things. And like I said, this is going to be a little bit different of an episode. You know, we talk about responsible leadership on here and... You know, I think this is a world that is really growing, really becoming more and more important as we go on. I know it's been something that's really helped me. Uh, you know, I have some uh, ADHD type issues. It's something that's helped uh, my wife quite a bit and helped some other family members I know. And more importantly, it's helped. You've heard me talk about the veteran suicide epidemic on here before. I know it's helped a lot of veterans deal with their issues. 
so I really do, this episode is going to focus on hemp, CBD, and all of the things that come uh, with it. And I can tell you right now, uh, these two guys here are outstanding experts on all of the products, all of the chemicals. Don't let them, if you hear them snickering here, if you're only listening to the audio, they're, they're playing it down. They're very humble <laughs> folks. But um, I, I very highly recommend you check out Humanity Health, even if you're not in the Indiana area. Uh, we'll give you some resources here later on to be able to get a hold of them. But I do want to start them off kind of where I start everybody, because I'm really kind of interested to hear their take on this coming from, from their perspectives. Um, and, and I'll give you each a chance to answer this question. Uh, when you guys hear responsible leadership, what does that look like to you? You want me to go first? Go, go for it. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, so... You know, that's a great question because I think um, people always ask, you know, what does leadership mean, right? But you're asking what does responsible leadership mean? And I think there's a little twist to that. You know, I think um, first and foremost from a leadership standpoint, um, you know, and, and it's it's kind of it, it correlates to the arena that, that we are in is you have to take care of yourself, right? If you are not well, <laughs> you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever, um, and you can't lead yourself, you're not going to lead anybody else. So it has to start with yourself, right? So, um, you know, I think secondly, um, doing the things that you ask other people to do, you know, um, I think that, you know, in, in my, my professional career, you know, I have um, I slung a lot of steel putting up bins inside of Lowe's and, and Home Depots and stuff like that, you know, and then I was in the executive level, you know, but, you know, I, I was able to... I think lead or to at least correlate or at least associate with the people that were asking me to lead them um, along along the lines because I probably, have you said, have been in the trenches, that kind of thing. You know, so I think being there willing to, to do something you're going to ask somebody else to do, you know, first and foremost, before you ask somebody else to do it. Um, and I think making sure that you are in a position that you can lead if, uh, if you are so chosen or you choose to lead. No, I love that. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Right? Basically, those are the two points I had for the most part. <laughs> Literally, yeah. So Brent so, stole your thunder. Yeah, 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 I guess if I could put it, I could put it in a different way. Like, um, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't fill from an empty cup, right? And so, like to that point, you know, take care of yourself. Make sure you have. Um, the, another saying is, uh, you know, uh, what's the? It's from the Bible. It's uh, pull the plank out of your own eye before you, you know, go talking about yeah. someone. I don't yeah. know the exact quote, but yeah, yeah exactly. to that point where yeah. it's like you have to truly make sure you have your your foundation set. You know, you yeah. can't go and try to build other people up or lead other people when you're not leading or building yourself. Yeah. Um, so that lead by example point, perfect part of it. I think that's huge. And then the um, the doing stuff that you expect other people to do. You know, you can't be like telling people to do something that you've never experienced before and expect them to do it a certain way when you don't know the, like the, the troubles and the, or the issues of doing it that certain way. And so to the points you made, basically the same thing I have to say is uh, lead by example and, you know, make sure you take care of yourself. If I may go for it. Thad is a great leader. Yes. Um, because he does lead by example. He doesn't do everything in life, right? No one is any leader, right? right? Exactly. But, Absolutely. but, oh, that's, yeah, but he has definitely, um, you know, he has definitely dove into our arena and into the health and wellness arena and has really pulled it apart and learned him, learned himself as well as he learned it himself 
uh, and incorporates it in his daily life. And, you know, and that's why people resonate so much with him when they come in the store, because he's been in the trenches and he's been out of those trenches and he's still in them, but he, you know, he uh, doesn't come with uh, a conversation with a title on the wall. He comes with honesty and with openness and, and, and life experience for at his young age. So, and, and that is a great point. And I just want to, you know, take a chance to kind of build on that because, you know, for the folks watching this, for the folks listening, um, you know, this is not a paid advertisement. I'm a customer. Uh, I, I, I come in, my wife and I, we use these products and uh, you know, I, I learned so much from these guys and, and from Thad and what, watching him grow over the past few years. Uh, you know, we talked about this in the store just the other day, like, you know, really watching Thad grow from being kind of like not sure of himself to now, you know, you really come into your own and, and you know, your, your knowledge and your expertise really comes through. And so watching that grow has been been great. Thank you. Uh, no, it's, Thank it's, you. Yeah. yeah. That's due to the leadership that Brent's given to me. You know, one of the other points I wanted to point out is like being a leader is not acting like you have all the, like the right answers all the time. You know, it's okay to not know the right answers. And there's times where like, we're doing something and you're very open, like, I don't know, you know, and then we figure it out together. So yeah. it's like, you know, don't act like you got everything figured out because no one does. Like, yeah. like you said, no one, we're all kind of still in the trenches. You might be a little higher up there, but we're all still in the trenches. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and again, folks, I mean, that's it, right? I mean, this is a great example yeah, yeah. Of, of responsible leadership and work. And this is, you know, this is what can happen when you invest that time and effort in your folks. Uh, you know, you, you get this type of atmosphere. And, and if you live in the greater Indianapolis metropolitan area, get over to Avon, visit Humanity Health CBD store, and you'll see it in, in display. It's, it's a fantastic place. Um, but for the folks who don't, you know, I'll, I'll use the word foundation, and I think that's a great kind of segue into the conversation that we're going to have here around this topic and responsible leadership. Um, you know, people hear hemp, they hear cannabis, they hear CBD, they they like, oh, I just started seeing this stuff pop up. But let's lay some foundation. There, there's some myths, there's some history, there's all this kind of stuff going on here. And, and you guys have dug up a lot of historical evidence that shows this isn't just some new age movement. Hey, let's try something. This has got hundreds and thousands of years of history behind it, right? A lot. Yeah, a lot, honestly. So like just to kind of show how like ingrained it really is and like who we are as a people, we literally have an endocannabinoid system. So we evolved to have a system within our body that interacts with this plant, you know? So that is a point to be known is that, you know, it's not just a new thing. It's literally been a part of us since, you know, we've been evolving <laughs> to a certain extent. So that's kind of like to put that in perspective, you know, we, we have a system that interacts with these plants because we evolved with these plants, the, um, the name cannabis sativa. So that's the official name for hemp, you know, hemp is cannabis sativa. Sativa means uh, it's Latin for cultivated. And so literally this plant has been cultivated and we've evolved with this plant for you know, you, you said like hundreds of thousands of years. Um, it's just before people didn't have all the propaganda there is now today. And so like another, like some other good points of like how long we've had this in our, um, you know, in our history is back in 2800 BC, there was an emperor um, in China. His name was Shen Nung. I think I'm saying that right. Probably not though. Uh, he, He's the Chinese father of medicine. Yes. Literally the Chinese father of medicine. And in his, um, uh, in his book, it was one of the main, um, one of the best medicines was something called ma, which was cannabis. 
Um, it was good because with traditional Chinese medicine, they deal with different kinds of energies. And it sounds a little different, but let me put it this way, like stimulants and depressants. They would call like stimulants, those would be more of the like um, yang energy. So like the yin yang, you know, that um, little uh, white and black yin yang circle that um, that had to do with their medicines. And so yang medicine was the masculine. It was like the stimulants. It was like the rhodiola, something that would give you energy throughout the day, that kind of stuff. And then the, the, the yin was the feminine. So that was the more relaxing, you know, sleep time and all that kind of stuff. And ma was one of the few medicines that was yin and yang, you know, so it was, it's all about balance. Um, that's what this plant was known for back then. And it's weird now knowing what we know about science and this endocannabinoid system kind of wrap it all back up. One of the main purposes of the endocannabinoid system is to keep your body in equilibrium. In balance. So we we knew this 2800 BC. This guy was like, "Hey, this is pretty good because it balances you out." And now we're figuring out with modern day science that he was on something. So you know, way back then we knew how beneficial this plant could be, and just things happen along the way that kind of changed that. <laughs> so yeah, and that's again, that's a common theme. Like we talk about this with with past guests before. You know, a lot of the stuff in modern leadership, we go back to. The Sun Tzu, same time frame, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it's very interesting, you know, to, to, to hear that I always say, you know, there's the old saying, there's nothing new under the sun. I mean, it applies to everything. We, yeah. we knew this stuff, we forget it, or things come along to kind of push us away from it because they want us to steer us in other directions. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why maybe this product is so misunderstood today. Yeah is is that we've been kind of pushed away from this this natural this natural medicine as you put it right mm-hmm. yep yeah. yeah you know like that said i mean this you know this plant's been around forever and so you know it's it's been used for for a number of things right and the the, the most modern things that we think about are you know sales back in the colonial days you know rope clothing that yeah. kind of thing i was just i just uh, I met a guy on vacation two weeks ago that I bought a hat from him. looked just like yours, but it was made out of hemp. Loved it, you know. And so, you know, there's been a lot of things industrial that it had been used for for many years. And then while they were growing that, then people also started smoking it because they were, you know, being, it was relaxing them. Mm-hmm. It was taking pain away. I mean, you could imagine, I mean, just try to imagine living back, you know, in, in I mean, just trying to live in any historical period of time, yeah, not yeah, today. Exactly. The cushiness that we live in today. <laughs> yeah. Think about any historical time where, you know, after you worked, you know, or after whatever kind of labor you were doing, you know, you didn't just go back and soak your feet in a hot tub. You know, you didn't just go back, take a couple Advil and a cooler light and chill out and get ready to do it the next day. You know, you were hurting. And so, you know, this plant came along and people started smoking it and like and started relaxing and kind of helping them get through the days, you know. And so that was just kind of a side note of all this industrial side of it, you know, until, you know, politicians, <laughs> leaders, yeah. irresponsable yeah. leaders, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is where this comes in, right? This is this is where the irresponsible side yeah. of leadership comes into play. Yeah. Exactly you know, that. when you take, when you, one, won't do something else that you tell everybody else to do, or, you know, and, and, and two, don't take care of yourself. You know, the people that started the propaganda, and I, I don't know if you want to get into that part, but yeah. the people that started propaganda were basically capitalist racist yep yeah <laughs> you know i mean there's there's no easy way to say it because it's nothing truth. easy about it yeah you know they simply looked at this plant in a they, the decisions that were made 
to vilify this plant, what happened to yeah. it, right? Every society used it until the villains came along and the yeah. villains said, this is bad because of what? And there's a number of reasons why, right? Yeah. We go through all those reasons, you know, and there's, I mean, it's from the decorticator, which made cotton easier to process, right? I mean, to, you know, guys like Harry Anslinger, you yeah. know, and we can, and again, I don't know how much detail you want to get into, yeah, but, yeah. Well, no, but well, this is, we're here to educate. So yeah. I mean, let's get into let's it. About the, the, the cotton well, part. Of yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I want to, I want to highlight something yeah. here that, that you did say yeah. before we get into that, because I think it's very important, right? This is a naturally occurring plant that we're talking about here. Like, you know, uh, you, you mentioned taking an aspirin, right? Mm -hmm. Well, that was, there was a point in time where people just chewed on willow bark, mm -hmm. right? And then it became mass produced. So yeah, let's talk about that. Some of the the, the things that happened, like let's use those two if you don't mind, kind of as yeah. a backdrop, because I think those are probably the things that people are most uh, familiar with. How did say aspirin go on to be mass produced? You can buy it on the shelf, and and it has some of these healing type properties. Mm -hmm. To the the hemp plant, cannabis being so vilified like what was that process like like who came in you, you mentioned a couple of names there mm -hmm. but yeah who, who came in let's talk about that so let's talk first about how kind of cannabis came to town yeah okay. right i mean because you know traditionally it wasn't a, a product that was uh, I, I would say traditionally it was it was more of a product that was used or accepted outside of the united states right prior to coming to the United States. I would I wouldn't say people in the United States didn't use it, by all means they did. But it was more it was, of a yeah. it was more of an import, if you will, right? Um, you know, and basically, um, you know, it um well go ahead, Dan. Yeah. I'll let you kind of yeah, go so, the details. So I'll 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 pick up on that part, yeah. but what I want to say real quick before that is it wasn't before hemp really it was definitely used for medicines and stuff like that. Hence you know the the cornucopia that I was talking about earlier. Um, but it was mainly used for like, like you said earlier, like the sales and, you know, um, rope and clothing and all that. And you were talking about the decortifier yeah. whenever prior to that, you know, the main thing people used for clothing and all these different products was hemp. It was so versatile that actually during the revolutionary war, at one point it became mandatory for certain States to grow hemp. Um, I think it was actually in Virginia, Pennsylvania, and Maryland, it was required. And not only was it required, it was also accepted as a form of currency back in, you know, I think it was, it was, no, it was 1619. I wrote it down 1619, Virginia passed a law requiring hemp grown on every farm. And it was accepted in those three states as literal currency. So prior to modern day thought about it, it was used in America and it was actually thought of as like money. And so it had a really positive you know, um, you know, thought process around it during that time. And then it fell out of favor when the decortifier came in and then people were using or whatever it was called. I didn't say that right. But people were using it um, for cotton, uh, cotton more so for clothes and hemp kind of fell out of favor, but it wasn't vilified just yet. It was kind of just like, yeah, it was there, but it wasn't, no, it was no longer so, you know, awesome in people's eyes, I guess it was just me. And then um, 1900s came around mm -hmm. and that was when the Mexican revolution was happening and people refugees from mexico were coming to the united states and because you know obviously a revolutionary war is stressful and all that kind of stuff and you know it's probably injuries and all that going on they were using marijuana as their medicines and stuff and so when they came here i think this was the start of you know the whole um i don't know how to put it, the whole 
racial thing towards Mexican people. It was like people coming here and then, you know, since they were coming for something so difficult, they were, you know, doing labor and stuff like that. And whatever reason happened, people were like, they didn't like them for some reason. I don't know why back then, but they did. Or basically because they were racist. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, you exactly. Know? They were so, racist. Yeah. So I mean, so you, so basically, you jump ahead. Like, I mean, nineteen thirty-seven is really kind of a main time and period where people really look at sort of what when 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 cannabis went from from good to mandated to whatever to no. Yeah. Right. So in in nineteen thirty-seven, um, you know, FDR was around. Right. Um, Harry Anslinger, which was the first federal bureau of narcotics. Right. He was he was. So Anslinger is notably a racist. I mean, in all the books, he's I mean, he's notably, a, 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 you know, a, a huge racist. You a quote after quote of him saying just the, the you it's it's hard to honestly look at sometimes because you're just like someone saying this kind of stuff was a leader. in charge a leader right yeah in right? charge yeah. of all this stuff yeah too too rampant back then yeah yeah, yeah. so basically what happened was um, they in 1937 they uh, they the leaders uh, filed or or passed the marijuana tax act right okay. so basically what that did was it made it too expensive for people to produce cannabis. Right, because the taxes were too high, so all the farmers basically were going out of business. And you couldn't produce it, and the reason why were were a couple of these names that we we mentioned earlier. You know, Randolph Hearst, which was one of them. Um, you know, he was heavy into uh, paper, so he had some. Uh, he had several forests. Uh, he owned a, he owned a, a, a paper a newspaper company. And so he saw that hemp was going to be a cheap way to make paper, which would have made all of his lumber invaluable, which would have made competition easier to be in his business. So he uses his voice, his paperwork, and starts putting out propaganda about weed, reefer, right? This is where reefer madness comes in play, right? Gotcha. This guy starts putting this out about all these crazy Mexicans coming across and all these crazy black people that are smoking weed and all these white women that are going to, that are going to be chasing around with the black. And it was, it was completely a racist thing. It had right. nothing to do with about being healthy or, you know, anything like that it was completely a racist. Propaganda. There was, there was literal ads that were like, um, it would show uh, like a cartoonish like black man and they would make him look all like devilish and it would be, show him like holding like a joint to some like, white ladies and it was like hey don't let your women smoke weed because if you do then they're going to want to sleep with black men that was a literal ad yeah. like in the paper or like a bill like a, you can look it up you can yeah. look it up and find it and no, that's it's... the kind of stuff that was being put out about marijuana and it was solely about racism and it was about how to keep rich people rich and keep these people down and it was just it's, it's crazy to think about how like well accepted it, that was at the time yeah um so uh, additionally, uh, Andrew Mellon, which was the Secretary of State at the time, um, was a huge investor in DuPont, the DuPont family. Mm -hmm. And at that time, nylon was coming around, which was going to be even a cheaper form of producing clothing and product. Also, didn't want hemp to be in that business, right? Mm -hmm. So, again, more propaganda against it. So, 
there was there was when it's like I said when the, the first point in modern time when we think about it that really that really it started was you know was all this and again it was about capitalism it was about racism you know mm-hmm. and it and it continued until you know until today but I mean it continued you know Nixon in, in 1950 you know when Nixon came in same thing you know he figured out that you know he did the what they call the Schaefer report right and yeah. the Schaefer report was supposed to be this report to find out really what was going on with cannabis right it was a it was a hit job on black and Mexican people or actually on black people and hippies right right because he they, they realized that they couldn't do anything about the protests of the black people and the hippies because that was First Amendment. That was protected, right? Yeah. 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 That was protected. Yeah. yeah. We can't do anything. That's First Amendment. Everybody has a right. But <laughs> Schedule 1, cannabis, you're all going to federal prison for a long time. And that's how they controlled it. Yeah. You know, so. What was that quote you were talking about? Like, there was a little quote from the guy who was um, in, in the office um, saying, oh. like, hey, we, like, literally, the, the moral of the story of the quote is, like, he admitted, like, we knew there was nothing wrong with cannabis. But it was the only way we could legally prosecute these hippies and, you know, all these people rioting and stuff. We're not rioting, but, you know, um, um, well, protest, protesting. Yeah. Protest, yeah protesting. We're talking about we're talking about Vietnam War era. Mm-hmm. We're talking exactly. about not only were hippies protesting, hippies protesting, but, you know, the Black Panther yeah. movement was yeah. on the rise. Talking about equality for, for African-Americans. Uh, Malcolm X was, you know, so a lot was going on. Yeah. And as you mentioned, everybody kind of rallied around this for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and, and that's the thing. Like, you know, on this podcast, we have plenty of folks on here who are diversity and inclusion experts. And we've talked about the history behind some of these things, you know, redlining and all that. This is just another example of how people in power have used that position to further divide, legally divide and and. You know, it's, it's had devastating effects on on the country. You know, I mean, when you look at, uh, what is it I uh, saw? There was a, st- a statistic talking about our, our incarceration rates. Um, you know, we're what? It's 20% of the world's population, but we got something like 40% of the world's. It's I may have those like numbers that. wrong. But it's something it's huge like that. Huge. Yeah. Our, our incarceration rates are way <laughs> higher than they should be. And, yeah. and a lot of it has to do with marijuana. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, we just recently had uh, President Biden kind of pardon the federal, uh, a, a good portion of federal marijuana offenders, but then it fell down to state. Mm-hmm. And so we've had these these kind of bad actors at all levels of this. Right. 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 Um, and and so I guess the, the, the big question is here is now that we're seeing this kind of revolution. Right. Mm-hmm. We're seeing it become more widely available, more widely accepted. Um, you know, what do we, what do we do? Like, like, well, actually, I guess I should re- rephrase that question with the, the vilification and we're seeing this spike in popularity. Where did that start? Like, when did people start saying, okay, well, uh, you know, we can't necessarily sell marijuana, but there's this derivative called CBD that, you know, you can find everywhere now. Like what started that? What started people kind of getting into to that part of this yeah so you know um in the 90s california passed cannabis law to make it medically legal right first 
the uh, you know that was back in '96. I mean, yeah. that's you know it was almost 30 years ago. Oh, and people <laughs> people today are still saying you know when's it gonna be legal? I mean, 30 years ago, and 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 California hasn't fallen off the, the edge of the planet, you know, for some reasons, but not for this yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, but but basically, um, you know, when cannabis was was first being grown, uh, and like I said, out in California medically, it was being grown in high levels of THC. Right. And that's kind of what the plant's always been known for. Right. right. It's the what they call the euphoric side of it. Right. And, and the THC and there's multiple levels now, as we know, there's multiple levels of THC and we can talk about those later. But but basically the THC side of the product was is the, the what we consider the euphoric side of it. it messes more with the CB1 receptors in your brain. It causes that euphoria, that fuzziness. You know, I don't like using the word high, but that's what people use. So that's that's it's the uplift. Right. You know, and, um, you know, it's been used for a number of things back, you know, when it first started and, and a lot of it was cancer patients, a lot of it was, you know, pain and a lot of it was, it was dietary where they couldn't eat, you know, the kind of thing. And, and CBD wasn't being used and CBD was, was, was very minuscule in the plant itself as they were growing as the, as they, the people that were growing the plants. Um, and it was super expensive. And um, there was a young a little girl, Charlotte Fiji, um, and she is the famous Charlotte from Charlotte's Web. That, right. that is the most probably it's the from from a branding standpoint, it's kind of the Nike, I guess, if you will, yeah, the tennis yeah. shoe where everybody knows it. Right. There's a ton of beautiful brands out there that that uh, that are as capable uh, in this arena as they are. But uh, they were the kind of the, the grandfathers, the Stanley brothers, there's five brothers that. Um, in Colorado that actually started, and I don't know the finite details of it, but basically Charlotte's parents, Charlotte had a uh, rare condition called... It was called... Debat, Debat, it was... I can't pronounce Dravet. it. Dravet. Dravet syndrome. Yes. So basically it was, a, it was she was having, at five years old, this little girl at five years old, was having upwards or over 300 seizures a day. Mm. Yeah. It's almost constant. Yeah. It started in infancy too. It wasn't. She didn't start at five years old. She started having those like those epileptic. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, and and so um, and again, I won't go through their story because I don't know it. But somehow the parents uh, there was there was there was someone that was making an oil cannabis oil, and I think it's a friend of theirs and said, hey, you know, you should kind of give us a shot, and and it just made miraculous differences. And so that kind of started it. And then they started investigating into it and found out that it was the CB side, CBD side of it that was helping. And, and um, you know, the, the the parents ended up moving away to a different state so they could get it where it was legal, you know, and, and so on and so forth. So Charlotte Fiji is kind of, and unfortunately in 2020, Charlotte passed away at age 13. Yeah, during COVID, yeah. uh, but was a tremendous, uh, that company is a tremendous pioneer in the cannabinoid world that we're into today, right? Um, their, their, their hands were tied a little bit, you know, yeah. just because of their, I guess, reach, reach you know, um, but now that this plan has been opened up, you know, since 2014, basically, um, you know, uh, with the agricultural bill, uh, and then again in 2018, uh, with the farm bill, a lot more research, a lot more eyes, a lot more hands have been put on this plant, and now we're really tearing it apart and finding, you know, a number of these multiple cannabinoids. But um, yeah, yeah, and Charlotte was kind of the first. Yeah, it was, she that her story? The reason 
that so she got she was the only thing that gave her help it wasn't just like cbd helped her it was literally the only thing and it made it so she had a resemblance of a normal life after having 300 plus seizures a day and so when that story got out there got people talking got politicians talking and then eventually they they were okay with cbd because they found out that was what really was making the difference for her and it wasn't intoxicating it didn't do any of the kind of stuff that people kind of assumed the whole plant did they were like oh there's pieces to it you know so you don't have to go whole you can get a piece of it and get good results with it and so um another reason why it kind of blew up is because like you said it was it was so like taboo and no one could do anything about it but once uh, the whole charlotte fiji thing happened they were open to studies and so they started doing studies around it and then um boom they found out all these different health effects and benefits and all that and um you know just real quick talking about the studies of it people are like well it's been around forever why haven't you studied it you know yeah. So, you know, I don't know if people know or not, but the federal government has had a cannabis studying facility uh, at the University of Mississippi for years. Mm -hmm. um, it's the only place that was allowed to grow cannabis and study it and touch it because it was a Schedule One drug, right? The problem always was they were growing their own cannabis or they would get cannabis that would be brought in to study and it would be bags of this dried up, old wilted it was like, cannabis it wasn't the fresh stuff that all these beautiful cultivators that are making it today that were working with charlotte and her folks and and everybody in california you know they the government wouldn't allow that product to be studied you know they were still studying this old nasty wasn't it yeah wasn't it literally like just like whatever they confiscated like it, it was stuff like that like dried out bag yeah. multi-handled you know so on and so forth so all the yeah. good stuff's already gone so yeah so they literally, were yeah, yeah. And, and and they really weren't they really weren't looking at it. they i mean they, they they were looking at it from a thc level and i don't know i don't know the study but i mean but i can tell you that what we've witnessed in the last five years since this thing has come available in 2018 is some people are really pulling this apart and finding some really cool stuff that's helping a lot of people that doesn't have anything to do with intoxication, has mm -hmm. nothing to do with getting high, has nothing yeah. to do with smoking weed. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing, like, you know, on the outside looking in, you know, uh, THC, obviously, you know, I grew up with, you know, mom, my mom was, you know, in the 70s and mm -hmm. I grew up around marijuana. Um, you know, I never, I've never smoked it, but I've been around mm -hmm. all my life, yes. right? Um, and all I ever heard was THC. Yeah. And then I start hearing CBD. And it seems like, you know, kind of just about every day you turn around, there's a new chemical compound being <laughs> discovered because we got CBD and I'm just going to name off a few mm -hmm. here that I know. Yeah. CBD, CBN, CBC, CBG, CBT, obviously the, the THC families when you talk about mm -hmm. the eights and the nines and all that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then the latest one I heard of was something called HHC, which y'all just did a video on mm -hmm. not too long ago. Yeah. Um, you know, so let's, let's talk about that a minute because, you know, again, most people think of THC, you know, and they're, they're familiarity with it is probably, you know, maybe they watched the Cheech and Chong movie yeah, or sure. depending on the age, they saw, yeah. they saw the reefer yeah. madness, yeah. you know, because uh, I remember, you know, I grew up in Northeast Tennessee and, and in high school uh, in the 90s, they rolled, they still rolled that video out in health class, mm -hmm. the, you know, and that was what made in the late 60s, something uh, like reefer madness. Yeah. 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 Uh, no, it was made in in the thirties. Yeah. Was it, it in the thirties? Yeah, thirty-eight. Yeah, thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were still rolling that out, you know, in, in a couple of the examples there. But so let's talk about some of these different compounds uh, and and kind of you know what they do. So again, CBD is kind of the most common. We talked about that a little bit, but uh, you know, 
you, you guys are the experts here. Kind of let's let's just go through these. Let me and just start it. And I'm gonna let you fill in the details. Go okay. for it. <laughs> go, go. You know, basically, one one of the most prominent cannabinoids that we have been working with that's come to our market uh, is CBG, right? Okay. Uh, cannabigerol, right? Uh, it's a neuroprotectant. They know that's worked in the central nervous system. It works uh, with some with uh, the, the 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 transportation of, of pain receptors, you know, and, and information of pain. It doesn't really block the pain, but it, it helps with the transformation of the information to kind of help your brain understand that you know it's not it's not painful, right? There's something there, but it's not the kind of thing. Um, but CBGA, which is an the acid form of this, right? A lot of people here. This you'll see these A at the end of these CBGA, CBDA. Those are acid forms of this product, and in in essence, those products have to be decarboxylated. De I'm sorry, decarboxylated. Thank you, decarboxylated. <laughs> um, and basically, what that means is it breaks the acid down, and then they be they become functional in our body, right? So when the plant grows, it, CBGA grows, it grows heavy in that. And then about, I don't know, week seven or eight, when the plant starts to mature, it breaks down and turns into CBD, CBN, CBC, CBG, THC, all of these different products, right? And so CBD, cannabidiol, right? We know it's the most uh, abundant in the plant. And it, it, it all depends on how the person grows a plant too, right? Okay. You know, I told you earlier that when they were growing it, it was low in CBD. Um, well, you know, hemp is high in CBD and that's why our, that's the world that we work in. And that's why we work from the hemp world and not necessarily from the marijuana world, but what the, it's kind of the differentiator is that the hemp world is, is growing uh, a lot heavier in the CBD world. And, you know, back again in eight, in 2018, when the CBD market kind of exploded across the, the country, everybody started growing it and it didn't, it was cheap to grow it. It allowed the cheap to have a license and to grow it. Well, the CBD market, you know, exploded, like you said, you could find it everywhere, you know, and all of a sudden it kind of flooded the market and people are like, we have too much CBD in the market and it crashed and the CBD wasn't valued at anything. And so then they start looking at it and they realize that they could use it to make other products. And that's kind of where all these other products are coming from. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's the nucleus in, in the hemp world, it's nucleus and then these other products kind of derive from it. Um, and so these products, CB, CBN. Yeah, yeah, so CBN, um, for example, uh, it's, it's something your wife's very familiar with, something yep. she uses, correct? Yeah, that, on a, a nightly basis? Yeah, almost oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So C, uh, CBN, what it stands for is cannabinol. Um, and just to give a little, a little science around what THC stands for, just so you understand better what CBN does, THC stands for tetrahydrocannabinol, and CBN is just the cannabinol. So as you can see, the cannabinol part they share. And so CBN is actually what THC turns into once it ages, loses about 90% of its psychoactivity. So that interaction with the CB1 receptor, Brent kind of mentioned that earlier. Um, when you have your CB1 receptor activated, that's when you get that euphoric, that elevated feeling. Um, like you said, for a lack of a better term, the high. Um, the, delta, the CBN doesn't do all that. And then, but it, it retains that very sedative-like nature that THC has for some people. Um, it's also supposed to be a bit more of a muscle relaxant. And so really good for sleep, really good for extreme pain, extreme anxiety. CBN is the way to go usually most of the time because people are all, always coming in for CBD for sleep. And I, I'm like, yeah, it can be very helpful, but we oftentimes recommend CBN for the reasons I stated before. So See, the, the thing that's cool about this, I don't think people realize is when I say people, the people that are making laws against this, right? What I don't think they realize is 
when you think about somebody taking THC, whether it's an edible or whether it's a smokable product, right? You think about them getting high. You know, we have customers that come in our store to take our products from the age of five to 94. I promise you, they are not all wanting to get high. Very few of them even want that. What they want is they want the result of what marijuana provides for them minus the high. You know, when, when the, 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 the benefit of marijuana really has always been all this other stuff we're talking about now, the CBN and the CBG and the CBC in it, that was anti-inflammatory, that was neuroprotective for focus, you know, that was a, a sleep aid, you know, but that Delta nine was so heavy in that product, you always had the high with it. And so people are like, oh man, I don't smoke pot because it makes me high, but I do because it makes me sleep. Yeah, right. well now that we're tearing these part products apart, there's so many more that we can focus on, like your wife using CBN. Right. You know, your wife may have wanted to use pot in the, in the past to sleep, but she didn't want to get high. Well, now she doesn't have to. Right. Right, because of, because of fantastic people that are in this world that are yeah. breaking it down and looking at it and looking at ways to use it to better people's lives and not just sit around with a four foot long like Cheech and Chong. And <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think there's a great point there too, right? Cause what we've, we've started to find out about like addiction, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's, I want to say this just right. That's less about the product and more about the person, mm-hmm. right? You know, in regards it, to this product. Yes. Well, it, I in think most it, in most products, right? It's, yeah. it, it's yeah. you have I'm to have right. an addictive personality to get addicted. Yeah. I know people who, you know, are alcoholics that drink like maybe one or two drinks a week, but they have to have it, gotcha. right? right? Whereas I know people who drink constantly, but eh, yeah. they're not considered alcoholics because right. it's not the dependent. Yeah. If you've got an addictive personality, like you talk about the high, some people, right. some people do, yeah. they're addicted to that, not necessarily the plant because right. they have an addictive personality. Mm-hmm. They would just as likely get addicted to gambling to get that. Coffee, dopamine, right? getting into soda, exactly. yeah. sugar, whatever. And so yeah. this this in and of itself is not necessarily addictive, but right. if you have an addictive personality, yeah. that can trigger something. Why you say coffee? Because fun fact about coffee is it actually is addictive. Caffeine is addictive. Right. When you stop taking caffeine, you go through withdrawal. Yeah. It's not like you you physically will have withdrawal symptoms if you do not have caffeine after having it for said yeah. X amount of years. No cigarettes too, right? Yes, yeah. that you can find in every gas station yes. across yeah. every. Town in every country yeah. across the United yeah, States. Exactly. Well, we all know about yeah. Well, nicotine. I mean, good, yeah. good example. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so nicotine. I mean, perfect example. Yeah. I grew up in Northeast Tennessee. Yeah. Oh yeah. I started dipping when I was twelve. Yeah. I dipped Copenhagen from the time I was twelve until the time I turned twenty-two. And one day I ran out, and my wife's like, "Hey, I'm going to the store. You want to pick you up some more dip?" I'm like, "Nah, I'll, I'll get some later." Yeah. So far, knock on wood, nice. I don't want to hit that. Yeah. You know, we're 21 years later, and I haven't had another dip. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but but I, I guess the point I'm trying to make with all this is is to, to build on what you two were saying is some people are scared that if they come in and they try the product that they're going to turn into Cheech and Chong. They're going yeah. to be addicted. Right. They're going to have to go to right. yeah. Narcotics Anonymous and yeah. dry out. Yeah. And that's not the case with this stuff. No. Right? No. no, or they're afraid that that and I are cheating, John. Right? <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of that out there too, yeah. right? I mean, there's a lot of people that are you know riding that wave, and I got nothing problem. Like, I love cheating, John. Yeah. yeah, you know that's not our jam. That's not our store. Right. You know, and everybody has their own, and, and we try and educate people with with everything that is going on. You know, um, including flour, right? I mean, because it's the OG of them all, um, of which we don't sell. You know, that's a that's a unique thing in the state of Indiana, right? So, you know, there's a lot of states that sell medical and recreational cannabis, right? 
And then there's states that, that don't that don't have those laws that sell CBD flour, hemp flour, hemp flour to say. Mm -hmm. But those flours you can you can turn into basically in heavy in CBD, CBN, Delta 8, THC, so on and so forth. But in the state of Indiana, we have a law that that you can't sell the flour itself. Our farmers can't. So our farmers can farm it. I always use this analogy. So if anybody's ever been to the store, you've heard me use this. It's like an apple farmer that grows apples that can only sell apple cider or apple sauce or apple juice, but can't sell the ripe red delicious apple itself. Literally. Literally. <laughs> Our farmers cannot sell the flour to the consumer itself. They have to grind it up and put it in a gummy or in a whatever. Yeah. So, side note, yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what can lawmakers do? We'll yeah. get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah. 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 definitely. Yeah. That's a good yeah. question yeah. we definitely get to. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I don't know if we finished the, I'm sorry. We talked talk so about CBN. Yeah, we talked about CBG a little bit, CBN. Um, I don't know, this, the other ones, so like CBC, for example, that one they are finding to have a lot of um, really useful, potentially um, antidepressant-like effects. Um, so that's awesome. You said the HHC, we have a video on it, but a little detail on that yeah. is, you know, it's it's not THC, but it interacts with CB1 receptors like THC to a certain extent. And so the reason why that got so popular is because people were saying that if you took HHC, you could get all the effects of THC. So more so this got popular because people were looking for a way around getting high without failing a drug test. That's, I feel like that's why HHC got its hype. Um, but it, it also has very good uh, health benefits as well, like CBD, like Delta-8, um, you know, the anti-inflammatory, anti which means leads to not having much pain, the anti-anxiety, all those kind of things is still just as beneficial with something like HHC as it is with CBC, CBG, CBN, CBD, all those different things. And the reason why they all kind of work for all these kind of different purposes is because of that endocannabinoid system. Right. Um, so we've talked about it a couple of times. I'll, I'll talk about it a little more um, just because it will help you understand why people talk about how it helps with sleep, anxiety, pain, depression, all these different things. Um, like I talked about the yin and yang, but it's all about balance. And that's what it ended up being with the endocannabinoid system is it's all about keeping balance in the body. They're finding more and more doing studies on it that not only um, uh, does it keep like your uh, hormones in balance, so your endocrine system, you know, responsible for your hormones, which cortisol, testosterone, estrogen, melatonin, all those you've probably heard of, they all play a huge vital role in our day-to-day -day life. Um, you know, if you don't have enough testosterone as a man, that can lead to a lot of different health problems. Estrogen as a woman, health problems if you don't have it regulated out. You don't have enough melatonin, you're not going to sleep. You have too much cortisol, you're going to be stressed all day long. You might retain more fat because you're stressed. And so all those different things are responsible uh, or are affected by the endocrine system which is affected by the endocannabinoid system. And so when you take these products and they affect your endocannabinoid system, they're affecting all of that. Just, it depends on the person and kind of what that person's missing and it more or less will help fill the gaps. It's, it keeps everything in equilibrium. You know, so, people talk about uh, CBD for anxiety, mm -hmm. for depression, but you know, we use, people come in our store to use these products for fibromyalgia, MS, um, I hate to use the word cancer, but there's a lot of things around it. We have a lot of pain, cancer patients come in and use it. What they use it for, it's not to cure the cancer, obviously, but yeah. what they use it for is, and we is, a, is a number of things around that, right? Um, anxiety and depression are obviously two huge ones. You know, I mean, you just saw on the news the other day that they're, they're trying to make it mandated that everybody gets a, 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 an anxiety test like twice a year. 
you know, that's like like getting your like teeth, in the schools, like getting your teeth checked twice a year. Yeah, you know, right. from your insurance, your insurance paid for. You know, yeah. I mean, it's, and so that's it's it's, and I won't go down the mental health thing because I know that's a long conversation. Oh, yeah. but, but you know, I, I think I think my point of stopping that was just to say to everybody, you heard everything that he was talking about, and, and everything it does inside your body. It's not just about getting high and smoking yeah. weed. Yeah. It's not, people. Please stop saying that, and, and please, you have to change your mind about that, or none of this will change. If the mindset doesn't get changed about this product, yeah. none of it will get changed. Users, can, can, you know, medical people, lawmakers, nothing will get changed. It will. It will be. It has to be unvilified. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Whatever way. So. No, and I think those are valuable points, right? And and I want my listeners. You know, the, this is the point of this, right? Is I want to expose folks to this conversation to kind of knock down some of those walls because. You know, again, I mentioned at the very beginning, one of the reasons, yes, family, my wife's got, you know, some issues that you all have helped with, uh, you know, but again, being a veteran, the, the veteran suicide epidemic is huge. I know a lot of people have benefited from these products. And, you know, I just want to add, and I know I've heard you guys say this as well, you know, none of this is necessarily meant to uh, override or supersede, you know, your, your mental health professionals, your medical professionals. It's meant to work in conjunction and I want to say this, you know, again, folks, if, if you're out there and you're feeling this stress, you're feeling this anxiety, and you're having those suicidal ideations, you know, I, I looked up because I may, want to make sure I get this number right every time, 1-800-273-8255, the Suicide Prevention Hotline. Don't be afraid to call it. Get help. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, there are some of these products that can kind of help, as we, we talked about, and with so many different compounds, so many different variations I'm blessed. I live close to you all. I can come in and say, hey, you know, this is going on. What do you recommend? But how can people really find out what they need? You know, um, the guy behind the camera, which nobody sees today, has done a fantastic job back there. Um, You know, we have a robust website. And I know that's easy for people to say that, but you know, we have put a lot of work into this because we don't just, I, I, we say it all the time. I mean, we, it sounds stupid. I know people will be like, you're full of shit, but we don't sell product. I mean, we really don't. We, we, we really do try to help people. You know, we answer people's questions and, and coming into store is the best way to do that, obviously, yeah. because, you know, there are, not only are there so many different like cannabinoids, but there's so many different products and different manufacturers. You know, we just have a few of them here today that, that we deal with, you know, um, and they're not, they're not all that's out there. You know, they're not, they're, they're some of the best that are out there, right? Do they make mistakes? Like we said earlier, sure they do, but because, and partly because there's not a lot of regulation and, you know, the teeth behind this, you know, right now. Um, but I think mostly, um, you know, if you can't come into the store again, you know, we have a robust website that we really try to put as much information out there as we can, um, that we would give you if you came into the store. Now, is, is that enough coming from a couple of dummies? No, it's not. You know, I would look at every one of our manufacturers. I, you know, I would look at, I would do your research, Absolutely. you know, you're going to go buy a car. You're going to go buy a house. You're probably not going to buy the first one you go buy when somebody says, this is a nice one. You're going to do your research and figure out what it is that you need it for, you know, and, and, and I'll be honest with you because <laughs> I hope you'll be honest with us. You have to be honest. 
you know, one of the things that I think that we really try and do is we try to create an environment where people can can have a conversation with us, an honest conversation with us. You know, we don't do business in the store. It's been my my stance since day one. I don't do let any salespeople come in the store. We that's that is for our customers because if you're dealing with something that you wanting somebody to help you with, if you have the if you can get the courage, which we all you know yeah. We, yeah. you know whatever it is, if you can get the courage. To walk in a door that, and talk to a stranger about something that they know nothing about and you really need help about, then we want to make that as safe and comfortable as possible. You know, um, if that can't happen, you know, we're reachable, you know, by phone call, by email, you know, and, and again, we can put all that out there. But you, 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 you like, I guess, buying a car or maybe even a doctor, you know, you, you don't necessarily go to the doctor and he says, you know, you got this wrong with you. Like, well, I'm sure I'm gonna go to two or three more to make sure before you actually cut my arm off, you know, let's right. make, before <laughs> yeah. we jump in, yeah. let's make sure we're doing it. And same thing with us. Don't just stop at our store. Talk to other people because I'll be honest with you, what you'll find is you'll find some of the negative world that's out there and you'll be like, oh, okay, I see what these guys are saying. There is a, 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 a fakeness and a truthness to this yeah. and you'll figure out your own, you know, you'll, you because you have to figure out your own path yeah you really do you know uh, i don't know if that that's still yeah. differently than that or no i mean that's, that's, that's pretty much on the spot you Tell know these like people how to yeah, find yeah, out yeah. you know i don't know so what um, yeah so it's it's to the point of of brent saying be responsible right you know it's it's you should i mean I'm, you shouldn't just go out and just buy the first car you see with first person you talk to you should do research look at other options so like you said come to us talk to us you know don't only come to us don't only talk to us to only use our stuff there's lots of resources out there now so like project cbd mm-hmm. that is a great great resource you can leafly leafly it's another great resource i like i like project cbd because if you're say dealing with a certain medical condition mm-hmm. you can go to project cbd and you can look up by medical condition and it will show you like i, I want to say all of the studies but Lots and lots of studies, lots and lots of articles about CBD or about this world around that medical condition. So you can do your own research, take it right from the actual studies itself, and they they break it down so it's not too much yeah. scientific Sciencing. mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Um, but it's it's good information there. So do your research. Um, ask the right questions. So you know if you are someone who's going to go into a store, whether it's us or it's somewhere else, um, you can talk to someone there. You want to ask like. Hey, where was this product manufactured? Do you know, like, where was this product? Um, you know, where, yeah, where was it grown? Where was it manufactured? Um, and and like, who are you buying it from? So you you probably want to make sure if you want to take a product that's going to potentially deal with a big thing in your life that these people kind of know what they're talking about. If you ask this person questions and they cannot really answer them, then you don't know if that's. I'm not saying that product would be bad or good. It's just you don't know. At that point, if you can't ask the right questions, if they can't tell you the questions that you need to to know, then you don't know. And so that's always a red flag if you go somewhere and you're asking questions and they're kind of like, I don't know, <laughs> you know, like you you want you want someone who knows what they're talking about. You don't just look like a pretty bag. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So you want someone who knows what they're talking about. And so you know, one of the other things um, is uh, on packaging is a QR code. You know, you see everybody now sees this. You see it everywhere, and, and I, it's funny because it, it was out a long time ago, quite some time ago, oh, yeah. and everybody was like, "Oh, it's great," and everybody was like, "Oh, that's stupid," and now <laughs> yeah. everybody uses it. Yeah. And you, yeah. you can't turn around without seeing exactly. one, which is great. I love yeah. it. You know. Yeah. So anyway. On these products that we sell in the store and, and, and anywhere else, if your product 
I'm not going to put any legitimacy to it. There should be a QR code on the back of your product. And you should be able to scan that. And that QR code should take you to a website. Typically, it's a vendor's website. And it will have a listing of, of test results for that product. And that test results will show you you know, the name of the company that did the tests, you know, when the test was done, um, what the product was tested on. So for example, this is a gummy. Uh, so this, this is an HHC gummy, um, has 20 milligrams, excuse me, has 10 milligrams of HHC per gummy. So they would put this gummy through a test and then the test would come back and say, you know, if there really was 10 milligrams per, or maybe it's 12 milligrams or maybe it's six milligrams or maybe it's zero. You know, a lot of, I mean, and, and you won't see those tests because people that produce that product don't provide those tests. Mm-hmm. You don't see these QR codes on the back of, of, of places where you may buy gas. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Well, Just I mean, saying. Yeah. No, we, and we've had this conversation. It's like, you know, again, growing up in Northeast Tennessee, I grew up in moonshine country. Some of it was great to drink and some of it was yeah, literally exactly. make you go yeah. Yeah. And, and you had to know the person. And now you can buy it at the store. And now you can yeah. buy it at And what store. you buy at the store is not from the person that you didn't know that was making exactly. it in the bathtub. It's from the person that has a distillery exactly. that's making it with regulations. Exactly. And that's that's all we're trying to get to here. Exactly. And the folks that are doing this, a lot of this, uh, are, are understand that. And they there are a lot of good people in this business that want to really do want to help. They're not just riding the green wave, you know? And so search out the products, the people yeah. that are serious about their product, read about that, that company, you know, look at the studies. And again, just because there's a test on the end of at the end of the rainbow that says this stuff is perfect, doesn't mean the test is real. Yeah. Look yeah. at where the look at who the you know it's yeah. just like anything else. Yeah. It's like if you're going to buy, if <laughs> yeah. somebody online says you just want a million dollars, you might want to check into that a couple yeah. of times before yeah. you actually make the phone call, right? Yeah, it's the yeah. same thing. Just yeah. do your diligence. Yeah, do so. your due diligence. And another yeah. point about the third, um, the testing uh, is it's third party testing. It's not like yeah. whoever you're buying it from who tested it. It's not whoever manufactured who tested it. You want to make sure it's a third party. That's done the testing. So if you look at the, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, And so if you look at it and it looks like someone that isn't not associated with whatever group made it, then you should probably take that as a red flag. And another point on the third party testing is it's expensive. And so oftentimes products that are good are more expensive because they've done all the testing. They've made sure the quality of the product. So Another red flag is the price of the product, you know? <laughs> yes. It's too good to be true. It probably, it probably is. <laughs> exactly. So those yeah. are kind of the main things to look out for. in this. No, I mean, it, you all, like, it's great information, yeah. right? I mean, it, it's fantastic information. And, you know, knowing that I have a lot of entrepreneurs on here that listen, a lot of folks in C-suites mm-hmm. that, that listen, uh, you know, I kind of want to shift to that here a little bit because, as, as you mentioned earlier, Thad, you know, some of these things will trigger, uh, you know, on drug tests. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the person is, you know, impaired or high or, or using drugs. So I guess let's let's go from this from kind of the employee standpoint first. The you know your average Joe, let's just say, you know, what are some of the things that they should really know uh, about you know using the, these products? Yeah. So um, like I said, drug testing is probably the biggest thing employees need to worry about. If they get drug tested, you want to make sure that you are having a product with zero Delta 9 THC in it. And that goes back to the third-party testing. You can go to the third-party testing, you can see, and it shits. It, it probably won't say zero because by technical definition, it can never be absolutely zero. So that's you can't a, put that on there. That's a huge point right yes. there. Any product says THC-free or no THC, all these products come from the same plant. And in that plant, there is THC. So... 
you know, there's a lot of people that say no THC and they'll stand behind it. But there are also those people who also say to you, look, there's not definitely a no in any of this. Yeah. You know, the no means point zero zero yeah. like six zeros and a seven or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So that's what no it's means. Non, right? It's non-detectable. Non-detectable. So, so when so. you when you look at the third party testing, if this has ND, that means non-detectable. So if you're looking at the test and it says Delta 9 THC ND, that means you probably should be good. Yeah. Um, that being said... It's not 100% clear if something like Delta-8 or Delta-10 or this THCO, all these newer cannabinoids, which aren't technically, not newer, but all these derivatives of THC that aren't technically Delta-9, because they do only test for Delta-9. Um, I should be sure. That's another thing. Not 100% sure. Not 100% sure. That's not our, that's not our testing. Yes. We, that's our assumption that it's only a Delta-9 THC test exactly people test for thc because there's different tests out there too yeah. so that's something now there's still yes. so many different types but but it, but as we understood and through our investigation of some of the medical people we know that it's that's how we understood it. it's a, yeah. that that test when it says thc and there's a line or no line that is for delta 9 yeah. thc so know that just because it's not delta 9 if it's delta 8 for example so if it's delta 8 and there's non-detectable amounts of delta 9 I, I, I'm not going to tell someone whose job is dependent on them passing a drug test to take that product. Um, so any, and in really anything that has any kind of mind altering effect, you should always be cautious about that because like we said, they do third party testing, but they're not always perfect. Right. Um, and so anything that's going to potentially induce that, or if you do feel that way from taking a product, you may want to just be aware that that's something you should be cautious of. Um, so as an employee, that's probably the first thing. Um, and know that just because it's legal doesn't mean your job allows it. Yeah. <laughs> Legality right. and yeah. company policy do not go hand in hand a lot of the time. So that's um, sometimes people will come in and be like, well, it's legal. So I'll just tell them that. It's, no, that's not. They, your job doesn't care if it's legal or not. They yeah. have this. It's a job policy. A company policy oftentimes has to do with like insurance or something like that. So it doesn't matter if it's legal. Um your job and the alley don't go hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, and that's a very valid point, you know, because I have a lot of friends who are in the federal government, and that's one of the things they go with is like, you know, hey, I work in Colorado. Yeah. It's it's legal there, but it's still yeah. federally illegal. Yeah. So so that's a good thing to to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, employee or employers are starting to focus more on mental health, wellness, mindfulness, things like that. Um, and, you know, as you mentioned, uh, you know, a lot of companies have drug testing to make sure. Um, what, what can employers do to create a more, I guess you say, open and friendly environment uh, f- for their workers who may be using these chemicals? And let's just say somebody does maybe, you know, pop on a drug test or something. What, what can an employer, uh, employer do uh, to, to ease this use? You know, um, it's really a good question, you know, because, um, you know, as an employer myself, right? I mean, I run my business the way that I see that I need to run my business, right? And, you know, I mean, it's not like with an iron fist, that sounded weird, but it's just, you know, I mean, and so I can see employers saying, listen, I can't have, I can't run the risk of someone using these products on our site. Uh, and, and hurting themselves or hurting somebody else. I, I completely understand that. I really do. Um, I think more so it's about the employers kind of educating themselves about this product, right? And understanding exactly what all of these are. The truth is their hands are kind of tied too because our lawmakers haven't put us in a position 
to really open up the barn doors and let people experiment and understand this product. When I say experiment, I mean, you know, scientific experimentation yeah. on, you know, the effects of it, you know, short term, long term, you know, on, on, on different body types. I mean, this is, you know, that's the other thing about this is we can talk all day long about, you know, what the effects of HHC are, but that's, that's the effects of what we know about and that's the effects on us. You know, I don't know what the effects necessarily are on you, right? you know, or on him or on her or them or whatever. So, um, you know, I think I, I will I will say that I think from an employer standpoint, um, I do I do um, emphasize or, or sympathize with them. You know, because it's a tough because you're an employer in a legal state, right? You have people that are used. We have a guy, ex-military, he mentioned earlier. Uh, he is a programmer, I believe, um, and here in town, um, and he uses because he can't sleep it's the only thing now you would you rather him go take four vicodin or i mean or or, or ambien. ambien you know um and that's okay hey you took four ambien last night you know hey welcome to a cup of coffee we got a meeting at nine that's okay right because if you took this guy's if you took this guy's blood test he's probably still got plenty of ambien in it right but he does. He can't take that. He doesn't want that. So he he takes cannabis, you know, or takes hemp, basically, you know, and you know. But if his company knew he was doing that, he'd be fired immediately, you know. But as an ex-veteran, this is what he uses to get through the world that he needs to get through there, right? I mean, as an employee, this is the this is what he uses to get through the world he uses to get there, you know. As an individual citizen, this is fantastic guy, one of the nicest guys in the world, you know. I don't know what he does outside the store, but he's a fantastic guy in the store. But his employer says, you can go ahead and take your ambient. You can't take cannabis. You're yeah. fired. You're not. I think they just need to understand and just be willing to have conversation yeah. with people and really understand what's going on. Say, we need to fix this. Let's open up our conversation to fix this because there isn't a solution without both sides. Yeah. Right. And you, you have you have to respect their side of what they're trying to do in life, too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I that great points there. Like, I think it is a conversation that needs to be had. You know, yeah. that's that's more than anything. If you... If, and, I, and I'm not an employer, so I don't have much of that inf- like knowledge around what it takes and all the different this and that that comes with being an employer. But in, if if I was, I would say that I would I would personally want there to be a conversation of the opportunity for my employees to have leeway with something like this. Yeah. I'm not gonna probably want them to use it all day long while they're working unless. They can't, or, you know, it's like, that's exactly the point. It's like, unless they can't, you don't know, unless you have that conversation. Right. Um, And if you just say, no, you can't have it at all. And you fire people from using it, uh, for using it, you know, it's like, like come up with the customer we have. It's, it's, it's sleep or job, you know, like (laughs) you're going to choose sleep because if, if, if you don't have sleep, you're not gonna have a job for long anyways. Exactly. Um, And so it doesn't matter whether he uses the ambient or the the, the the cannabis or it does matter because if he uses cannabis and gets in trouble with it he loses his job with the ambient yeah it's just it's it's crazy to think about those kind of things honestly because it's not only does cannabis not be allowed um it works better than an ambient yeah, i was gonna say yeah. it works right. better and right. so he could he could be legally allowed to take the ambient yeah. and it not work for him and be less healthy yeah and be less healthy yeah. and yeah. still end up having the same issues he's having whether he took it or not so it's it's just an easy conversation you know, i think happier employees 
you know, healthier employees. Yeah. You know, you 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 know, big companies are willing to give you a, a free membership to a gym. Right. You know, why not allow you to have you know the the natural medicines that also help you relax. Yeah. And de stress and yeah. stuff. So yeah. yeah. No, it's, I mean, a, it's a tough con- it's a tough conversation. No, it, it really is. And, and the point that I want my listeners to take away from it is the point that both of you made is is have the conversation. Right. Yeah. You know, sure. Maybe for your, your insurance provider, there's going to be some restrictions. Mm-hmm. Maybe in your state, maybe, uh, you know, maybe in your county. I don't know. But have the conversation find out, do I need to have this restricted policy? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's the big thing. Is, yeah. do, is it necessary? Yeah. Is it necessary to be there? If it is not, how far can we kind of peel that back without saying, okay, now it's okay to come to work intoxicated or, or this and, yeah. and be a liability. Right. And that's right. what we're talking about is, is being open because – to the point of the story you guys shared, if you're not having that high trust environment where people can come to you and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it. Can we have the conversation, change our policy so this is okay? They're going to do it anyway and roll the dice that they don't get caught. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then maybe, you know, let's just say that this person is everything you think he is and he's a fantastic programmer. But now because You've stayed at archaic times. Mm-hmm. You haven't updated your policies. You haven't taken this piece into effect. Now you have no choice but to fire this person because that's company policy. And I think I think that is, you know, I think that's indicative of, of a lot that's going on today. You know, and I think that, you know, it's it boils all the way down to, you know, this program that you're doing, you know, and, and why you're doing it. And when you first asked us to come on, I thought, oh, man, Thad, we got to talk about being leaders. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Look at yeah. us. You know, but the more, more I sit here and listen to you talk about, and I realize that, you know, it's the, you ask, what does a business, you ask me, what should a business owner do? And I think, I, I think the answer is be a leader. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, be a leader to your people. You know, talk to your people. Find out what it is that you can and, and how you can make you know the people that you're leading happy, comfortable, and, and better you know, in their environment and better producers. To, to that point is, you know, like if you have a conversation with an employee, like why they may want to use cannabis, like one of the reasons could be their job. Yeah, and so like <laughs> you might get down to something you didn't realize was a problem within your business if you have these kind of conversations because oftentimes people use these products for their job, the stress yeah. of the job, you know, the stress of, you know, day-to-day life. And so you can learn more about your employees just through asking like questions, like just questions in general, but like questions around stuff like this, um, talking about it can lead to just growth overall, you know, not just for mm-hmm. um, that individual who may not, I don't want to say need, but may heavily benefit from THC use or just overall cannabis use, you could also as an employer benefit from knowing like more about your employees. Yeah. Um, well, and I don't know if you guys have ever heard this stat, but they say that in the, in the, in the U S workforce, 70% of, of employees are disengaged. Right. Okay. And then 30% of those are what they call actively disengaged, meaning they're, you know, they're showing up late, they're stealing pens, they're searching for jobs while you're paying them to do the job that you're paying them to do. You know, they're, they're actively disengaged, right? And, and, and I got to wonder, like, you guys hit on it, you know, how many of these folks are dealing with these things? Like, the, the chronic pain, lack of sleep, and, and then by the time they get to work, the, the stress, the anxiety, the depression, those things, they just don't have the mental capacity left to deal with the job. And if we're having these conversations, and I love the point that you made, 
there's no one size fits all solution. Every industry is different. We're seeing this with, you know, uh, thanks to COVID, the work from home thing. Some people are saying, hey, you know, we don't want you to come back in the office. We're saving money on office space and all this. You've proven you can work. And some people are taking the iron fist approach saying, hey, no, mm-hmm. you got to come back. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing people leave those companies that are saying, hey, you know, you have to yeah, come back. Yeah. Go to the companies that are open. I, I think we're going to start seeing some of that here. Mm-hmm. If we don't, if you don't, talking to the listeners now as a responsible leader, have these conversations, find out, add this conversation to part of your mindfulness, wellness, engagement conversation. And who knows? Maybe we change those 70 and 30% numbers and see them improve a little bit because people are being taken care of both themselves and by you. You know, one of the, and I'll, I'll just real quickly, no, one, of the, one of the most uh, points that Paul, again, the guy behind the camera here, he makes all the time when we, when we have these conversations, you know, about people looking down and calling this the devil's weed. I mean, you know, the, 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 the heaviest, I would guess maybe, the heaviest usage of this product over since it's been legal has been on the West Coast, right? And in the Northeast, right? And, you know, I mean, do you really, when you think about people in the Northeast, do you really think that there's a bunch of people sitting around with four-foot moms smoking weed? I mean, some of the most intelligent people in the world are up there programming I mean, where Amazon came from, right? Yeah. I mean, and they don't, and now they don't test for THC. You know, and I don't think it's because Bezos says, hey, I want a bunch of potheads running around and messing up my robots. I mean, it's like this is people need different products in life to cope with life. And this should be one. Pharmaceuticals are one. This should also be one. Love it. Love it. So kind of starting to wrap up here a little bit. Uh, We talked about this earlier. uh, And I'm really kind of curious because I know you all do a lot of work with advocacy stuff for this. So. If you have a message for lawmakers, not just in Indiana, but just, you know, across the country, states, uh, state governments, city governments, federal governments, what would you all like to see lawmakers understand and do about this? You know, um, come have a conversation with us. You know, have a conversation with people that are in the industry. And, and it's the same thing as I would say when, when you said earlier, you know, how do people know about which product? There's good products, there's bad products. Mm-hmm. There's good people in the industry, there's bad people in the industry. You got to talk to a lot of them. You got you to figure out what's going because if you can get to talking to the good people in the industry, you'll find out that what the good people in the industry are doing are really trying to help humanity. And that's where this yeah. came from. You know, this is, this is about helping humanity. It really is. And, you know, I, we can talk all day long about the taxes and all the money comes from this and, and all that. But, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, I think there's a lot of things that are going on with, like you said, with, with Biden, you know, and there's some retroactive stuff that are that are trying to, you know, give people back some freedom that were that were just stolen from them, you know. And I think that if nothing else, you know, particularly in the state of India, they talk about, you know, don't. You know, it's not about the taxes because we got so much taxes in Indiana, you know, but, but, but what could that money do to these families, to these people that are coming out of these incarcerations? You know, you can't just tell somebody that's been in jail a week or even 10 years. Hey, there you go. Sorry. You can't, you know, society has to heal. And, you know, if nothing else, use the monies that coming from these products that people are willing to give you, right? You want to raise taxes. People are like, I don't want to pay you taxes. You know, selling the products and put tax on people like, yeah, heck yeah. You know, so, you know, use it, use it for good. You know, look at it that this product can really be a healing product for society in many, many ways. It is not. I repeat, it is not. 
the devil's lettuce. Period. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, to that point, you know, it's, it really is, you know, you got to educate yourself. So come talk to us or something or just literally just educate yourself. Look yeah. at all the studies. Most all the studies nowadays that are legitimate, you can find that marijuana really doesn't have, for the most part, any negative side effects, health side effects. You know, like anything, uh, you can do too much of it for sure. You know, you drink too much water, you drown. Um, so it's not something that should be abused like anything else. Like you shouldn't abuse caffeine. You shouldn't abuse alcohol. It, 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 everyone knows that, right? So it should be treated the same way like stuff like caffeine, like stuff like alcohol. Um, and it, even though it's nothing like those things, it's better than those things. It should at the very least have the same kind of thought process around it because it's, it's, it's less addicting than coffee, <laughs> more beneficial than pharmaceuticals from most things. Um, people tend to say, I'm not going to state that as a fact, but people, people will say it works better for them than some pharmaceutical drugs will. Um, and get with the times, <laughs> you know, like literally these laws are founded in racism. Almost a hundred years ago. Yeah. Like there was, <laughs> right? there was no yeah. reason for cannabis to be outlawed in the first place. No. You know, it was, it was literal, it was for political gain. It was for financial gain and it was for racial reasons. And so if you still support these laws that were made back then, then what does that say about you? And I'll just leave it at that. There you go. I love it. Well said. <laughs> I love it. No, that is great. Uh, you know, gentlemen, before we get out of here, we cover a lot of ground. Yeah. We, we hit a lot of topics. Is, is there anything that we didn't get to touch on that you guys want to leave listeners with before we get out of here? Man, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, we could talk all day. Yeah, yeah we definitely could. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, lot to talk about. There's a lot, but, yeah. But yeah. no, I, I think, you know, I, I think it is, um, most importantly, just just be a responsible adult. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's these products aren't that hard they're, they're, to figure out. You know, they are complicated, but they're not that difficult. So right. just talk to somebody and help them kind of guide you through it. And, yeah. you know, and, and you know what? And if not, Fine. This may yeah. not be your world. Yes, yeah. that's perfectly 100%. fine. 100%. Yeah. Good luck with whatever it is. I hope the best of health for you. You know, yeah. best of luck. And, and it's this isn't the answer, yeah. but it should be at least one possible option for everybody. Yeah, and I guess that, to touch up on that point, we did. I did kind of mean to say that earlier. It's you know, it's not for everybody. Yeah, it really, it really isn't. It's yeah. you know, not everyone drinks coffee. Not everyone drinks alcohol. Not everyone needs to have some cannabis in their life. Right. You know, that's not something we're, that's, we're not trying to project that, you know, um, we talked a lot about the positive sides of it. And like I said earlier, you know, too much of it is a bad thing to still. So we don't want to make it seem like we're just, you know, everyone should smoke a pound of weed a day. No, no, that's not the way it should be at all. Um, it's, it should be dependent on the person, um, dependent on the situation. Um, and yeah, just be responsible, like you said. So, so folks, do you want to find out more? They want to get in touch with, and I highly recommend, listeners follow them on facebook they put out a lot of great informational uh content there but what, what are what are the ways to get them? Yeah, yeah, website sure. phone numbers what's all yeah, that good we're stuff? all about education so we were trying to put out as much as we can you know obviously you can go to our website humanityhealthcbd.com um obviously has all of our products on there there's a lot of education on there, blogs and and our videos we have youtube channels um we also have uh there's kind of a new thing out to be honest with you it's called weed tube okay and and what's yeah. happening is is that YouTube is not allowing a lot of these products to be talked about in depth on their channels. So people have to go from that to WeTube. And so you can get from there. It sounds 
I get it, you know, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. But you can, we can, we do reviews of the products so we can get more in depth on what the actual products are that we can't on, on there. So yeah, our social media, Facebook, Instagram, check yeah. us out. We're always doing sweepstakes, you know, yeah. shares, yeah. love us, you know, whatever. It's just share the information. We don't care if you buy from us, just share the information and just try to get people educated. So yeah, yeah well, absolutely. Yeah. Thank we'll, you. No, I appreciate it. And, and we'll get all those links on there for, for listeners. Uh, so you can just click on and get there. And again, I highly recommend following them. Yeah. Well, well, gentlemen, it has been fantastic. Love the conversation. Really love what y'all are doing. Keep That's up it. the mission. Keep doing what you're doing. Well and most importantly, thank you for being a great guest on the Responsible Leadership Podcast. Yeah, thank you for having us. Yeah, awesome. I didn't, awesome. I didn't think we were leaders, but I think you kind of pointed out yeah. some things that we didn't realize. So yeah. hopefully, we can capitalize on those that we didn't know. Now we know, and now we need to just expand on them. So Good. appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks, there you have it. Another great show about responsible leadership. I really appreciate you listening. And if you have any feedback for me, please reach out at earl at leadershipphalanx.com. That's E-A-R-L at leadership, P-H-A-L-A-N-X.com. Thank you for rating, reviewing, subscribing, and sharing the show so these messages can spread further and make a bigger impact. With that... I look forward to speaking with you again in the next episode. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Peter. We're the founders of Electrocast Media, bringing you great podcasts like Nightmare Road Stories, Tech Talk Revolution, and Bodacious Minds. Electrocast networks include Ruby for female empowerment, the best business network, and GPN for geopolitics. We built this company to create community and amplify diverse voices, and we really appreciate your support. So, keep listening to Electrocast Podcasts and hear the culture. Electrocast. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, is that No, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.